Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wise Men Say, Sun FM Preview Show. With Stephen Goldsmith and Gareth Barker. All things Sunderland. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say Preview Show. Because it is a preview show. Because we didn't have a game of the weekend to talk about. And Sunderland are playing Birmingham Tuesday night. So we're going to speak about that. Mix it up, didn't we? With our uh, Birmingham expert this week. Double preview. Which is me, because I, w- I was there watching them on Saturday. Stephen. <laughs> He's from Dudley. <laughs> Originally, apparently. Joining myself and Gareth is Craig Clark and Mickey Lop as well. Might as well get the introductions in. What's that Sunderland topic got on me? Just a training top, mate. Yeah, I told you to lean into the mic when you talk, and then you break the rule immediately. But like, look at how close we've got to sit together. Well, you can stand up if you want, and then that'll be better. Shut up. <laughs> well, it looks like um, one that you'd get in Jackie White's, like, or oh, on holiday, what? or on holiday, and like, um, like go take a photo of it. And well, people well, can well, judge well, that's the first. No, no, Gareth, how about you? Don't bully. I'm not bullying him. As, as Martin Keane would say, the young man. I'm not bullying Aubrey him. Wilkins. You don't put your top. I've back put my top back on there. No, like. no, no. You've made him. There it is. Look, look. Let's proud. just get on with this. Like, You've made him insecure yeah, yeah, now, podcast, Gareth. You Do you know, know what it looks like? The, a version, you know, the away kit we had a few seasons ago, like but one you'd kit. get in like in Turkey on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can confirm it was bought in the official club shop, so oh, um, it was for five pounds on the recent offer we've had. So I can't really complain. That's a good offer, that one, isn't it? it to is be indeed. fair, it, literally everything's a fiver. Was the offer? <laughs> I thought yeah. about including the, uh, players. Yeah, <laughs> still can't get rid of them. Yeah, Rodwell just sitting <laughs> there like, oh. in the bargain in the bargain <laughs> basket. Maybe the hundred percent off him. I should make him be. A mannequin, shouldn't they, in the club shop? <laughs> <laughs> Just stand there all day. No one would He'd still that. lose his man, wouldn't he? He'd still yeah, wouldn't be able to get away from his man, would he? Still get injured. <laughs> Putting the kit on. And then he'd be just a, a broken man. Well, that'd be good, though. Metaphorically he and well, it's now physically. different than what he's like on the pitch, really, yeah. Have we got anything other sort of, <laughs> oh, Rodwell could do this, and then we'll do a put-down afterwards? I'm sick of talking about him. The last yeah, two yeah. times I was on, all I talked about was we him. We have got like two minutes into the show, and we've mentioned Jack Rodwell, we've and got, we, we need to move on from days to get rid of him. Players <laughs> who want to play for Sunderland is what it's all about now. We said the Coleman set that standard, didn't we? And he's um, moving on from Chris Martin, so I don't think anybody's surprised to hear that. Because it was a little... Even worse footballer well, instead. Talk about characters you want in the dressing room. Well... <laughs> you've got to well, you've got to say the name now, Craig. Some of our listeners might not know who no, you're talking to. Kyle who are you talking Lafferty, about? Yeah. Clive. Clive, <laughs> Clive Lafferty. Ka- Kyle, big Kyle. Well, we need. You Victorious feel like you feel like we do need a we do need a uh, banter siren, don't you? Yeah. Of yeah. sorts. Kicked out of a club that is in the region where people get the houses burnt down if they don't give money to the mafia for womanising. What a man! That's that's that. That's how naughty he was. Yeah, that's definitely like, spelled with an O and an R. Yeah, like you could, like, yeah. you know, we're quite happy for you to, to torch our, you know, pr- buildings and that, um, and, and threaten our families, um, but you can't go womanising. Please get Traditional out. values. It is. You see. Traditional. Have we had a player like that since uh, Anthony Stokes was here? Remember when he got banned from the Sunderland 
and the glass spider. Nightclub, the glass spider and stuff, because Roy mm. Keane said he was spending too much time in there. Well, Lee Catamull's Kyle banned has from that all sort pubs of... in Stockton, isn't he? <laughs> he so well, he was go. on Pub Watch. I don't think he still he's is. It was a while ago. He was, he was actually on Pub Watch. He's literally watching the yeah. pubs like, oh, I never seen. <laughs> and now he's back in. Look what's happened. <laughs> he could go down in folklore with him. People who have altercations with Sunderland players on a night out, he could be the next one that in 10 years' time everyone's like, oh, I once got into a fight with him in tonic or something like that. With Kyle Lafferty? Yeah. <clears throat> In this day and age, <laughs> when you get snapped of when you when you're out on the drink and stuff, it's hard to imagine that wouldn't happen, isn't it, with him? Oh, we're totally doing it. Uh, we're doing a number on his personality, like without even really okay, knowing he's not that well. Want. Yeah, he's got well. We're, we're good focus on his footballing ability. That fantastic goal scoring record in the championship, along with the other new signing who's scored about twenty three goals in two hundred career games. It's good to see that we're loading the squad up with players who score goals regularly. Luar has never particularly <laughs> been a striker, though. And, and, yeah, and, which and, is exactly what we need. No, we, it's a yeah, bit of a problem, isn't obviously it? Obviously, Coleman's identified the kind of player he needs Ones that don't to, to fit, fit in, in his form. Well, well, he obviously no, thinks he, obviously he does, thinks doesn't he? Does. he? So what we were talking about <laughs> off uh, off mic, actually, um, when under Moyes, when we had that decent spell... With, I'm sorry, um, I remember that. Yeah. It might need to be a bit clearer. With, um, <laughs> when we had a Nietzsche the only time we won more than one game in a row. <laughs> when we had a Nietzsche be in. And oh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I slept in, I missed up this. Yeah. Yeah. We had a Nietzsche be, and um, what more? Either side, right. didn't we? And we had that. It worked. But and we, were seeing, we also had Jermaine Defoe, though. Let us finish. That's the what we were saying right. was at the time that we should be. If we could just get replicas of those players, not necessarily. I don't have to be as good as them, but if one of them gets injured, we know we can play the same way with a similar type of player. And it, when when he came in, he said that he had an idea of how he wanted to play with Watmore in the team. Mm-hmm. That would probably equate Watmore and Luar Luar in, in the. I'll put them in the same bracket of type of player, and just, maybe he's gone separate class. Yeah, but <laughs> but maybe but but the what thing my, is, my, right, my look, initial point was though I that know, he's obviously gone to find a player. Who can play yeah. in a system the way he wants him to play, and mm-hmm. he's gone right. I can utilize him this way, and that's the kind of player someone would pace. So, how do you envisage that? Well, he's obviously going to play me. Probably similar. To the but way we don't know, do we? Because we, we we complain about some transfers, and, and we're chuffed about some, and we never know how it's going to work out. Well, well, no, of course you don't. But you can have a start. Brian Dean, if he taught you anything, it's not a judge for, uh, for, transfer. Well, funny enough, Brian Dean's exactly the kind of player that we need. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Mm. But, that Luar gadgets now looks now like what we need. Well, no, but, yeah, but, I, what I'm I, saying, I'm but not... the way he wants to play is obviously that's what going back yeah. to the point I made. But the bottom line is, when we all had the discussion, well, not all, but a lot of us had conversations about, well, it'll be all right if we go down um, because we can clear the decks, and that now we're signing <laughs> Luar Luar now. So no offense to to him and. Hopefully he'll come and, and do a good job for us, and, and if he's hungry, like Coleman says, and prove himself and, and and have an impact on the team. But it it definitely it's a good punch, isn't it? Really, let's be honest. It is a good punch. How far down the list is 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 he? It's desperate. I do agree. It's really depressing. But as I, <laughs> I keep I keep on making the point that um, every every well, said. well it is it is. I mean, because like you say, I'm not really depressed. We've gone by from it, I'll be honest. yeah, but it's just another example of where we've kind of fallen from this time. Even 12 months ago, we had kind of internationally recognised footballers, and this season we started this season with Simon Grayson as manager, and now we're signing <laughs> the likes of Lawar Lawar. But um, 
But I think any signing we made, given the budget and the restraints... will be good for Sunderland? No, Another one. But, um, all right, Genus, calm down. Um, <laughs> but I just think, um, I think with the limitations we've got and the budget we've got, every player is going to have much more in the column of negatives than positives. Very true. And it's regardless of who we sign. And I think trying to take the positives out, Lawal Lawal, like you mentioned, he's similar in type to Watmore. And maybe if you could play him through the middle off a Madger or a Sorrow, or hopefully we will get a, a target man in before the window shuts, if he can play off them and he can like do a bit of pace and trickery on the edge of a box, if he beats a man, he's in on goal, really, if he can do that on the edge of a box as opposed to out wide. So I can see Coleman's line of thinking when he's talking about playing him through the middle, but as you say, it's, it's not ideal, but I think we can still try and make the best yeah, out of a bad situation. Yeah, and it's benefit of the doubt time, because we, we come on here a lot and we see how managers and players don't really give it much thought their next transfer move and how will he fit into a team and all that and Steve Bruce was the ultimate wasn't he where he would just sign a player um, and, and not necessarily think where's he going to fit into my team he'll go and get a player because he's available so only as good yeah. as your strikers yeah. <laughs> well, well we are no, really so, really really so it, <laughs> at least there is thought there and, uh, you know you have to give the benefit of, of the doubt don't you um, speaking of of um, managers who just bring players in for the sake of it. Birmingham, who were playing uh, at the weekend. Harry Redknapp certainly did that. I was speaking to some of the, the broadcasters from the radio stations of Birmingham at the weekend because I was doing the Huddersfield-Birmingham uh, game. Have not got a Birmingham guest? No, we, we haven't, no. Um, Steve's the Birmingham guest. I did ask yeah. the question about one. Yeah, I'll, I'll a do bit, it. I mean, uh, a bit old hat anyway, <laughs> getting, the, uh, they'll, they'll, getting a guest on the phone like to talk before the game. They'll do... Um, been doing that for years, wasted time. They made a lot of changes, <laughs> Birmingham. It, so it's hard to judge everything on that. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you how they played if anyone's interested. I'd love to hear. They played three at the back, um, but Novel. he did. He did very. He did come out afterwards and say a large part of that was down to how Huddersfield play, because the full-backs get forward and he didn't want to be pinned back. Very, very tactical. Steve Cotterell speaking to him after the game and he just went on a tactic straight away. He was asked like a generic question. And rather than give one of the generic sort of sound bites, he just went in a full tactics Tell you mode. What, you don't want to get into a room with him and Danny Higginbottom, do you? <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of <laughs> the level he was day. at, which I thought was interesting because I didn't realise that about him. But he, he went on straight away to explain how Huddersfield uh, overlord and they get the full-backs forward and how you could be pinned back with um, six players back there and then you can't get out. So it was very important. He like for, and, he, and he just went honest. off on one. He went off SWAT. on one. Yeah, and he was uh, never off the touchline moving his players around as well, telling them where to go. So Did he have his notebook? He didn't have a notebook, no. <laughs> He's got an iPad now. <laughs> um, but you as far as... stand on the side of the pitch and tell players where to go. We've been well, doing that for did, about three years. But he obviously did all right, didn't he? Got kind of results. Well, yeah, Huddersfield, Huddersfield played a weekend team as well. And what I would say is that the, you, Huddersfield did not look like a Premier League team. I, I don't think their squad's strong enough. No. For, for their, you know, Munia was playing and, and a couple of other first teams, but mainly it was a reserve team. And it, you it was know, Birmingham the, the, reserves as well, wasn't it? They changed, Birmingham changed seven and Huddersfield changed six. So, um, really, I mean, Birmingham are near the foot of the, the championship. Well, it's not Birmingham's, like it's a good championship Birmingham's best team. player was Jukovic. Well, I'm surprised they didn't start him against us well, in the home game. I've seen him, it's about the sixth, sixth time I've seen him live in his first good game I've seen him half the I'm not saying he's a good footballer, but he's exactly the kind of player that our defenders hate. Just a big physical lump. So, we struggle against Gary Medine. Yeah, what, I would, what, I mean? what, what worries Gary, me a bit, and it's something I've stressed before, Birmingham have quite a strong squad for the context of, of the bottom 
four or five teams in the championship. Yeah. The players who come in, and some of them I was impressed with, the left-back, I think it was called Bramall, and apparently he doesn't play at all. And there were another mm. couple of players who don't get anywhere near the first team who played quite well and put a case forward. And you just think, if Sunderland had to rest seven players, what kind of team would we have out at Huddersfield? We'd probably lose the game 4-0 or something mm. with a side we'd be forced to put out. So I have been saying for a while that worries me, their strength and depth. Their um, local media are impressed with Cotterell as well. They like him. They think he's overperforming there. They, they slagged Harry Redknapp off. Um, as you can imagine, and just said he just brought in all sorts of players, and there was just no it's cohesion, weird, no understanding <laughs> whatsoever. And Cotwell's Co- come in, and, and they they were keen to, to say that the players are playing for him as well. They don't think he's lost the dressing well, room in any way. Birmingham were nowhere near the worst team I've seen at the stadium no, like this season. No. I mean, obviously that was a game where the half time uh, we did the crossbar challenge, mate, wasn't it? And you were participating in that. Um, yeah, and Stephen, yeah. we won, didn't yeah. we? Because I hit the crossbar. <laughs> but but um, your got over it. Like, yeah, but, no, <laughs> can't move on, can he? But um, then, he, then he bottled the Christmas night out after yeah, the mail very ill. So. Beaten by somebody with Australian flu. That's what you were, Mickey, that day. Um, but yes. <laughs> I had a better Christmas jumper on those. So yeah, they, they, um, <laughs> they, were, they were actually really good, I thought, um, the way they played. Um, that hotter. He's a good player. He was rubbish. from Brentford. He was rubbish at the weekend. Was he? Yeah. Well, awful. Obviously, it hasn't worked for him. That was a big money move where he thought he's going to a bigger club than than Brentford. He did play well against us. He did play he well played against just us. Just behind, I think it's a Cheer Adams and. Oh yeah. They were the two lads up front, and they had, Adams held it up quite well. Jukovic had a good game, scored a goal, got one disallowed, uh, which was quite harsh. Quite funny actually when the disallowed goal went in because. Birmingham fans obviously celebrated and went mad but then even when you know like that moment where everybody realises the flag's up so there were still some Birmingham fans cheering and all Huddersfield fans then started cheering and yet some Birmingham fans there there were sort of three quarters full the stand and the empty seats loads of Birmingham fans ran over towards the Huddersfield fans to celebrate <laughs> oh, and really and you know when you're cringing for them you're thinking stop lads stop. and even though the Huddersfield fans were standing up cheering at them and waving at them they, they were still celebrating <laughs> and they were running closer to the Birmingham <laughs> fans and waving uh, towards the Huddersfield fans and waving their hands in the air and I was actually sitting there like just stop <laughs> like going, I was going bright red for them yeah that was one of the most exciting things of the game that happened at Middlesbrough this season at Sheffield United thought they scored like a last minute equaliser and nobody was should never have been disallowed and all the players had gone over and like giving it a big and celebrating the fans had all like got in got involved with the Middlesbrough fans and there was like a big argy bargy and then the goal was disallowed so obviously it got worse because it it was yeah, it was brilliant, man. you know. To be honest, it was hilarious. I love violence made football. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was the eighties. <laughs> a lot of parallels with Sunderland Birmingham away fans. Actually, they took a good few down uh, up to Huddersfield, rather, um, and, and they were quite loud. And St Andrews, like Sunderland, when we're struggling, the away support I don't think is a problem. It's the home support. And when you look at they sort of set the benchmark, didn't they, for half-empty championship mm. grounds where the atmosphere can turn as soon as they concede a goal. They're like the the sort of front-runners with that, aren't they? <laughs> so you, you, Standard there. <laughs> so you do think that you want to get at them early in a way, would you say? Or do you think Colm's going to try and be more controlled? And just that? the same way as usual from them, I think. Just, just, just the, the quite a solid base. And then, not that we didn't, like, attack... Yeah, we, did. we got on the front foot. Oh, definitely, we? but I think it's going to be—it's not going to be just 
tearing into them as no, it's no, going to be. No. They need to get they need a bit the, more structured than that. They, they, they can't let Birmingham, you know, do do what Barnsley did. No, I mean Barnsley. I think they've only won one game in ten, haven't they? And yeah. it was against us. But they bossed us in both they did. games. They could, but they let we we'll let them. We we'll let them. Yeah. Like we've, we've the my main concern about Sunderland from a defensive point of view is the amount of times whoever we play will let people get in get in between the lines and just pick the ball up and and then then turn and they've got they're on the edge of the box with the ball at the feet between the lines and then it's like right well what am I going to do if there's a runner out and pick a pass I might have a shot I might work the ball left but there's there's people picking up spaces all the time and I don't know that I think it's something that I don't know why that keeps happening um, but if you hopefully it doesn't happen too much tomorrow um, and obviously it depends on who you're playing how dangerous that could be but I think Barnes you've got a few players who like to get in between the lines and get the foot on the ball and then have a look and you know get people going beyond and flooding the box and I think we that's a real problem for us and you know that something you know maybe the good look at is you know identifying those types of threats and maybe getting somebody you know, getting one of the midfielders to start marking up during the game. Not going man to man, but just be aware of that that person who picks a pa- picks a ball up because it keeps happening. It was happening. It happened against Hull loads of times. Players dropping off and picking the ball up and having time to get the heads up. And I mean, it's, I know people talk about the Hull performance and say, "Yeah, we we dug in and we were gritty." And I'm not being negative about it, but there was a spell in that second half where we were in bother and then obviously Reuters made the save at the end Sunderland aren't good enough not to have cleared, spells in games oh no but we're not but we, we only won that game 1-0 and another day it could have been one each and then we wouldn't have been as positive so we've got to make sure that when we are playing well in the game we take we take advantage of it and we, well it's a good time here from Chris Coleman now because he's leading he said he wants a similar performance um, to that of the whole game so he speaks about the whole game and then goes into the Birmingham game here. We played on the front foot and we played without fear, which you have to. Um, so, you know, that's why we've brought, I brought in Kaz, Kasangalu Aliwa, I think. I brought him as a striker, really, or as a second striker, because he's got that explosive pace and he can score a goal out of nothing. He's here until the end of the season. He's got to prove himself. So he takes all the boxes for us. Um, and he wants to be here. He wants to come here and work hard. And um, he's something a little bit different that we haven't got. To help Josh and Joel, we do need more help in that department. We do. We know that. Um, but we must play that type of football. Front foot, go for it. Try and score. Try and create. Because you can't sit back for ninety minutes and wish your life away, home or away. It just don't work like that. You've got to. You have to pose a threat offensively, and you've got to. Play without fear when you you know when you're attacking. And I said, I felt we did that last week. I thought young young Robert when midfield Ethan Robson's you know he he complimented Katz Katz's experience and Ethan was getting round, he was getting tackles in and breaking breaking the play up for us uh, beside Lee and that that worked very very well. Um, so no, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of good performances last week, but mainly the team performance. It was the, the win's huge. It's all about the win. We know that. But that type of performance, where is, is energy, you know, that, that's important. So certainly from where we are. There you go, Craig. Front foot, energetic displayer. That's what he wants to see from 
his side. So he's not asking them to go out there and just stink the players out. Well, no, we I, don't, I don't about, think Coleman's ever done that. Though, we used to say that about Poyet's yeah. sides, didn't we? And then Poyet would come out and say, I'm, I'm not telling them to you know, not attack people. No, I, we didn't. We did attack Hull, but what I meant was it was the style of football. It, was a, it wasn't just like tearing at people and chasing them. It was pressing in the right areas. It's controlled, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Like, And the, there was some nice like partnerships developing in certain areas of the pitch, like especially like the kind of front three. You can't really rely on them three to do it every week. He's going to have to go the same again, isn't he? Because well, yeah, because <laughs> Williams isn't ready. He played didn't he some for the uh, under twenty threes. He played now Ross or and he said he would need another hour or ninety minutes before he could be considered. Corney will be around the squad, but he'll he, be on the bench. He's, won't he? Yeah, he inferred he was going to be on the bench, didn't he? Yeah, I mean at least with um, a sorrow magic, you've got a little bit of an outlet, and it keeps the defenders honest. Um, even if we are under the cosh a little bit, we're capable of if we can get the ball up to them too. And obviously, like, Madge is really good at like with Holdo playing a sorrow. Obviously, you saw how terrified Michael Dawson was, and I'm no expert on Birmingham's like defence. But if like they've got one or two players who maybe aren't the quickest, and the maybe aren't that aware of the sorrow, I know they probably watched the footage of the whole game, but he's still a bit of an unknown quantity. So if we can utilise them two in the right way, and like you were talking about partnerships there, if we can if we can utilise them two in the right way, we could cause them a lot of problems. I think going forward, and also Coleman's suggesting that two players are going to come in we're, we're top we're transfers and that um, but if we assume one of those is a forward um, then this could be you know Azoro and, and Madja have a conversation or somebody has the conversation to them and says you know what you want to be in the team on Saturday go, go out and do repeat what you showed us last week against Hull you would like to hope so anyway wouldn't you because they've got no pressure at the moment have they those two well it- no, I mean they'll not probably have any pressure really because there's no expectation on them um, at the moment. Anyway, uh, know, there's been some some people have. I mean, like you can be critical of any player, but I think you know some people were ready to have Major out of the team after a few weeks. And like he wasn't, he was. I think he was struggling a little bit because he was being isolated a lot, and so did it brought someone closer to him who was quick and. And he well, he did, and he actually challenged a lot yeah, in the did. air as well, really well. But um, Madja, he's, he's he's a kind of player who's gonna he's gonna get the ball with his yeah. back to goal. So you do need people to get beyond. He does all so, his best, best work deep when I, he drops mm, off. Like I do think opinions kind of fluctuate a little bit too much with some of these young players. So mm. like he was when Madja first came in, they scored a goal against. Um, Fulham suddenly he was the answer it doesn't matter if Graven goes back because we've got Josh Madger sort of thing <laughs> then a few weeks later people were suggesting that Madger should be taken out of the team and it's the same with Ethan Robson like as much as I thought he was very impressive against um, Hull I hope that if he has a couple of mm. bad games people then don't turn around and start slating them and slagging them off I know mm. you've got to judge from Football the corner championship maybe. players of course it's going to happen I know that but I mean like Twitter and that doesn't help as well when like people are having instant reactions to games obviously I'm guilty of it myself sometimes you're watching you're a match and you know what yeah. I mean it's it's a thing you know. It's, it's all right to criticise a player's performance in a game. Doesn't mean that you're deciding that they're not good enough. Exactly. Do you know exactly. what I mean? And that that's the two different things. It's not about saying, you know, can't this person be clearly rubbish because they didn't play well in one football match. It's about, you know, judging them fairly. You know, and and you know, taking on board. You know, Honeyman. We've criticised him on here at times, but <clears throat> but he's been praised he's, as well when he's played and well. And he, you'd he probably argue at the moment he, he, he's probably our player player of the year so far, really, um, given the fact as well it's his first full season as a 
you know senior footballer and he's playing in, in a, at a high level so um you know he him and in the sorrow and Madger and Robson you know have come up together um was particularly Madger sorry Robson and, and um Honeyman and then the sorrow as well and obviously Madger's kind of a bit coming a bit late at the under 23s after those um so they, but they'll have a good understanding and relationship about playing with each other and that was evident in mm. a goal which was a, an absolutely brilliant goal. It makes it much easier for them all, doesn't it? The fact they know each other. I mean, like you mentioned there about Azoro, um showed promises in, in little spells, hadn't he? He's, he's cameoed. Um, I'd thought he was uh, miles uh, off, to be honest. No, yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is, so he's cameo Burton aside, mm. you, you think you know he, he doesn't quite look ready, but... It must have been massive for him to play alongside Madger, who's his mate, who he plays alongside. Because, like you say, he's suddenly gone up, he's winning headers. He's shown us sides to his game we didn't know even existed. And that that's down to feeling comfortable and feeling confident. So, I mean, that's huge, that, isn't it? That that relationship those two have. Part of part of it as well is, is like what you've just been saying, Mickey. It's like, it's one really good performance where those three in particular, I think, if, sorry, Honeyman is the third one, clicked really well a few times. But then they might play tomorrow... And that doesn't happen. And that doesn't mean that any of them are bad footballers. It just means that they're young. So when the click and the confidence is, is high, that's great. But we are like... And I know no one's saying, suggesting we don't bring anyone in, but we are massively lacking someone who is... not. There's no such thing as guaranteed goals, but like something close to championship-level guaranteed goals. Something like Graben gave you. Graben was... I had me doubts at the beginning of the season, but as it's progressed, he obviously is a championship goal scorer, right? You take him out of it, the next top scorer is McGeady, can't get a game. Then it's probably Honeyman. Honeyman doesn't look like he's really capable of scoring on a regular basis. We're, we're like absolutely he's desperate. Got a, he's got a handful, hasn't he? He's got about four, I think. So if he doubled that tally to the end of the season and you that's said... That's not like, enough to keep you up, though, No, it? but for a... Not play in his, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, you can't play, rely on no, him but what to I mean, for a player in his position, that's not, that's not far return. No, he's done very well in, in that front, but he's also missed chances. I mean, I'm thinking of that one that he spooned wide with his left foot. <laughs> okay, uh, um, I can't remember who we were playing now. Um, it was Barnsley, uh, wasn't it? Birmingham. Was it, was it Birmingham? When he was through. Yeah. And it would have won yeah, yeah, probably yeah. thought he was off game. and then he kind of scooped it He did think he was offside. And like, I know it's just he one. was really unlucky against Hull with that one that went across oh, the ground. He was very unlucky with that, mm. yes. No, he, look, and he was, on, he had one he was excellent the, against Hull. Was it Barnes Hull. he had one off the line where he like, chipped the keeper from like a tight angle? In, Can't remember. He, 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 I think it was headed off the line or it hit the bar or something on, and went over. Um, but yeah, the, I think the point right, is just don't expect too much or too little from any of them. You've just got to realise they're not going to do it every I mean, week. I think you saw the contrast when um, Sorrow and Magic came on against Fulham. Obviously, the crowd were really up. Magic mm-hmm. scored the goal, and everyone was kind of feeling the same as what we're feeling now on the back of a whole game. And then against Birmingham, they both came on again. The crowd, you get the really good reaction. Mm-hmm. But we tried to do everything through them two lads. Everything we did, and in the, ultimately, we, we didn't make a breakthrough. We never looked like scoring. So it's, it's like Craig was saying, like kind of you just got to take the rough and smooth a little bit with them, and just. I think that which the, means you need other players it, it, to, take, precisely, to take the, the weight posit- off them. I think the positive thing about starting someone like a sorrow is that you're going to have immediately in the game you've got an outlet, somebody who's going to turn a defender. So early early doors in the game, you've got that option where you just go, you know what, I'm just going to knock not one in behind, and mm-hmm. you can turn and go, and he might run it, and he might run a. Run and force him into a corner for it. You might the defender knocks it out for a throw in. You've got the throw in far up the pitch and you've got out, yeah. But the defender's thinking, oh, 
don't want to be turned. I don't want to be turned all the time. I don't want this bloke running us all the time. By the same be... token, he could just get out muscled off everything. He could. You, you, this is not you're right. The but if you hit, is but I'm saying if you hit space, I'm saying it. But uh, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm not saying that's a, a tactic that we should employ. What I'm saying is, it, there's an option early doors to do that in a game if you've got that kind of player in the team, of course, which is going to yeah. put them on the back foot a bit instead of dropping off and inviting teams on for 10, 15 minutes in a game, and then when we do knock it. We can't win a header because, like when we had Vaughan, he couldn't trap a bag of cement and the ball was bouncing off him. He couldn't hold it, or or whatever the case may be. Or Madge was struggling to hold it because he hasn't got the support or the experience maybe to and hold the ball when the he's experience. up against somebody. You know, at least when he got an option like a sorrow, he can knock it into his space and and get them turned. And early on in the game, that's important because you you know you you're not you know, he's surrendering possession to the opposition and letting them come and play in your half. You, you're you're forcing them back into their own territory. And that early in a game you're not you don't like that. You don't want that to happen. You wanna you wanna stamp your authority in the game, especially at home. It also keeps them like on us from kind of like set like attacking set pieces for Birmingham because yeah. if, a, if a corner kick breaks down and we get the ball in the middle of a half and we've got Joel Osorro on the halfway line, as I say, it's going that you you need two players back just to deal with yeah. the threat of a sorrow. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, haven't it's just we're not talking about a sorrow specifically in this instance. We're talking about him specifically because he's the only player in the squad with pace. Yeah, I guess unless you are not anymore. And, and there you go, Luar, and, and and then again, it comes onto the argument about no matter what you think of Luaua as a footballer. Well, it's he's not. It's not quick. that. I think the well, point this is, is that wasn't ever go at you no, or whatever. No, I've just no, that, no. you can see. I You're saying at the start about the there's there seems to be a lack of logic, but now that it's the, not necessarily a lack of logic. It's it, but it's a bit of, bit of a few, we, we, it's a few things. You play him through the middle. He, d- he doesn't have goals in him. He's not a goal but scorer. He's not, he might not have been played there as much as he wanted previously. This is, I mean, we look at teams all the time, sides, mid-table championship, or even some of them in the Premier League when we were there, and they'll turn Sunderland over three 0 or something, and we look at their team sheet and we say, how? True. Because because they're, that player for player, we've been better than them, and we see some of them are journeymen and stuff, and we'll have a look at that team sheet and we say. How has that happened? And I'm not saying that you know he's going to be the answer and everything, but we always conclude that Sunderland don't do enough research and they don't have enough plan, and it's always just been a case of bring him in, bring him in, stick them all in the same team together. Where hopefully this is, this is going to work in our favour for once, where it is a carefully thought out transfer. I'm going to play this way, so I need a player who has these attributes, rather than just saying right, I need a centre forward. Uh, you know, Chris Martin doesn't want to come, so we've we've pulled the plug on that one. Well, I agree with that. Um, I think he's done know, the right thing. Well, yeah. have, you got, have we got a bit on that? Sort on of transfers, thing? On not transfers. not Martin. Well, shall such. we put the transfers bit on, and then we can talk about Martin and the like afterwards? Yes. So tomorrow, obviously, with the game, there's games. Once we got that out of the way, Wednesday morning. I'm saying definite. God forbid. Um, Wednesday morning, subject to medicals. We'll have one more in here. Um, we're still trying for one more after that. Um, so, but God forbid anything happens tomorrow. Wednesday morning should be one more face in here. Um, experienced face in here. Um, and then we're going to have to go all out between now and then for one more on top of that. Um, so that's where we are transfers out at the minute. One or two phone calls tentative phone calls um, but you know the transfer window being what it is 24-48 hours people start getting a little bit nervous 
Um, you know, other people are playing tomorrow as well, playing this week. Things can change, uh, and needs change. So um, something could happen, but as as of yet, nothing concrete. So obviously, the player who he said is ninety nine percent done is somebody who the club have refused to let leave until the last possible minute because it's the the domino effect, isn't it? What he's saying there. Um, you know, God forbid something happens tomorrow. So he's suggesting that a player who is keeping this player out of the current side he's at would get injured or <clears throat> or something like that, and and that's what he's worried about. Um, r- reports say the close to side and the, the goalkeeper Lonergan, but he's he's suggesting there's a striker on the way there, isn't he? Yeah. Well, that's what he said in the press conference this morning. He was saying he doesn't want to say what position the player is, and then at the end he kind of let slip that they need another body in. It's a striker. And then he was like, "Oh, you've you've tricked us into answering your question." And also, start, I don't, so. you know, when he was asked, yeah, exactly. So when he was initially asked, "Can you tell us what position it is?" and he said, "No," I don't think he's going to be that secretive about no. bringing in a goalkeeper in his mid thirties. <laughs> personally, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. "Oh, you'll have to wait. You'll, you, you know, yeah. it'll be worth it. It'll be worth <laughs> the wait." Like, I think you know, it'll babble announce, over again. Announce yeah. Lonig- Lonig- yeah. The stadium of light will <laughs> melt because of the fume. <laughs> <laughs> But I do think oh, if we are going to like have a bantery, we might as well just thoroughly embrace it. So you never know. Okay, Lafferty in, Lafferty in, Lonergan having a laugh. Any other? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, great. That, that, that was, was going to be the headline. A shock at that. Having a laugh. <laughs> any others? Any others we could drag in with you know to drag in. get Koisty in as he's like goal scoring coach or something. Goal scoring coach. <laughs> Very confident <laughs> job title, isn't it? Well, not striking coach. Goal scoring coach. He was a goal scorer. He was an absolute. Prolific goal scorer, Ali McCoy. Yeah, and he also right. got Lafferty go- scoring goals, I think it was in the Scottish Third Division. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Besides the point. Yeah. Lafferty played well for Northern Ireland under so did so David, David Healy. Healy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we ended up with him as well. Yeah, he was great. Uh, Lafferty did do well. He's not been playing Lafferty for Ireland recently. Has he it's been, been, been um, playing for Hearts, hasn't he? Goalkeeper turned striker, um, what do you call him, at Charlton? Dean Kiley, he's the last no, chance he goalie. I remember. He started as a, he started as a, um, Josh. I, I don't Mc think anyone something. really is probably that. Bothered. Josh McGuinness. <laughs> Josh McGuinness. Oh, that house. I, I was thought you being really stereotypical. <laughs> no, no. You said book something. <laughs> no, no, no. And then Guinness as well. He <laughs> made it even better. He started. Uh, he started as a keeper. He's a Charlton now. I think he's playing in League One. So he's a starting ahead of Lafferty. Get him Connor, in. Connor Washington, who was at uh, QPR. QPR. Yeah. Runs about a lot. Him. <clears throat> he's. Starting out of it. James Wall Mark 2 Will Grigg. Don't forget Will Grigg. He's not can't get in either. Because he no, he's not good enough when you get to the next bit. Yeah, he's not good enough. And good at the Vaughan level, but not at the yeah. defences. But yes, the, you know, the, it is obviously the case that I, we have obviously tried to sign Woodburn and we've tried to sign Walters and Martin. we've tried to sign. It's Martin. not in the Liverpool of letting Sturridge go out when, when the. They put the block on Woodburn after the sold. They must want to get Sturridge fit and to get him sold probably in the summer. Slightly different situation, mm. I think. I still think if Sturridge hadn't played from now till the summer, there would be people after him in the summer. But the summer. he goes to West Brom and scores even seven, eight goals. I might, well, he might not score anywhere near that, but if he scores a few goals, puts in a few sort of headline-grabbing performances, you're adding another four or five million on well, his he, fee, he aren't you? A, he's a little... Uh, Transfer the strikers theory. do well at West Brom. Berahino hasn't well, done great, has he? Nobody. Well, no, that's after he left West Brom. He went. He hasn't oh, scored sorry, a goal yeah. for Stoke. Yeah, yeah. He's. At, you know, yeah, I've just I'm getting the wrong way around. Different now. They've got parts. Parts will get the best out of them. I've come up with a, like Benitez, who a striking conspiracy theory. Would you? We're well, not conspiracy. Well, none theory. of them want to play for Newcastle because of the weight of the number nine. 
How about that for a conspiracy? Um, we all got a jingle, Gareth's Conspiracy Corner. <laughs> we should do, like, Alex Jones. He looks soon. like Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a rip his T-shirt. Coleman said then, when he's talked about transfers, he said, I'm bringing one player in, hopefully, an experienced face. Very experienced face. It's Jimmy Montgomery. Oh, you've got a bit of an experienced face, haven't you? This better be worth it, mind. It's Phil Cool. Do you remember Phil Cool? He was like a comedian from like the eighties who used to do impressions. Get on your original point again. You're definitely getting very niche here. Like I don't know who that is. If you're listening and you remember Phil Cool, tweet us. Wise men say pod. So West Brom Simon Sturridge. They want to sign Deeney. At the moment, they've got Rodriguez, they've got um, Rondon. So yeah. they get Deeney and they get Sturridge. There's four, four, four strikers. It's not a bad four strike, not, not a bad yeah. selection. That. Hal Robson Carnu. Oh, yeah. Does he become available? It's a it's fair a, point. We're getting a bit late in the window for that, though, aren't we? Unless Anything it's can happen. Been... Anything can happen. He's got his yellow top on. He's <laughs> Two days early, he's going to be wearing that in the studio with Jim White. I'll see now. Mickey's now, transfer around now. Gareth's <laughs> sort of building hopes up a little bit. Well, no, so you know that's what it's, what it's come to. <laughs> Hal Robson Carnu. Yeah. It's, not, it's not the worst shot in the world, is it? He plays Premier League football. Does and he? he <laughs> but he does, though. He gets a game for but Premier League true, side. And they can't wait to bury him out of the pecking yeah, order. But, but, you know, if that's not. If you do the whole Coleman links, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not, not a ridiculous shout, is it? It's not a bad shout. So bad, bad player, but not a bad shout. 11 o'clock. Hal Robson's Carnu's face, experienced face, <laughs> on um, Big Ben. And now one of them, the club will tweet at like 10.59 saying, don't go to bed just yet. Yeah. And then, and then, like, don't uh, go to bed. And, and, then, and then it's Lonergan. I'll be that thing yeah, where yeah. Keith Downey was saying, and suddenly they're trying to push through a deal sheet for, and Royal Sutton there still with Faith Holmes is going to be a very good, for me, Kevin's goalkeeper, we've never heard <laughs> yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we yeah. never saw yeah. Lee, yeah. Jimmy Three Forms will be there with his three forms. Uh, yeah. He might get the info. Robson Carnu. He it's might happening. get the info because this narrative you've just generated. I'm just saying one phone's going, Deeney's done. The other phone's going, Sturridge is done. And then the other phone's going, Carnu's out. He's going to the northeast. He's off to Wales. What's we're going to let Deeney go? Do you think? They've got like loads of strikers, like regens as well. We've got loads of players. <laughs> got loads of players. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they're just. Random, like Say what I was looking. Deeney doesn't fit in with the rest of them that much. Or Andre Gray, because the rest are all sort of like bizarre, unheard of foreign imports, and then it's just like Andre Gray and <laughs> Troy Deeney. I'm gonna get these. And t- well, Tom Cleverley was there for a bit, this wasn't he? Thing, which is really he's, he's, he's he's not there. We've got the question of the week as well that answers for that. Yeah, we do, don't we? And do we have tickets to give away? It's a wise yeah, man say giveaway. I don't want to get something yeah, yeah. in any sort of trouble. No, no. <laughs> Wait, this is this is a giveaway from us personally. Here's two regens for you from Fulham. Fulham looking to offload Theo Edun on loan. And also Rafa Soares. So there you go. Who's? It sounded Who? funny when he Fulham. said Rafa Suarez earlier. Rafa, it's Soares, Suarez. Suarez I think, funny. I, I think Rafa Le- Suarez does sound yeah. like a regen. Leeds, yeah. pl- oh, Leeds United have a player called Ronaldo Vieira, I believe. Yeah, so, yeah I remember him kicking good. around. Yeah, that's a hell of a regen, that is. Nice. Uh, a combo. <laughs> Apparently, according to Paul Fraser, the Northern Echo, that uh, Constantopoulos is Coleman's preferred keeper target. Loved him, he used to be fair. Big, big dim. He's been negative about things, or he's saying that Luallo has seen as a strike indicator, almost admitting defeat in striker search. Wouldn't say that from his comments today, mind like, but you know. 
Anyway, rather than reading out the questions. Let's yeah, get the answers. Let's get the answers. answers. Well, let's do the... Um, Remind people of the question, Gareth. Um, well, let's do the thing and then we'll come back and do okay, the thing. Okay, go on then. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That won't work, man. How are you? Wise Men Say, Sun FM Preview Show with Stephen Goldsmith and Gareth Barker. I have a mix of mics, Sunderland. <laughs> have you not? Look, at Mickey well, people just having a conversation amongst Mickey themselves. I just wanted there. to see if someone like slags somebody off, and then it, it's there. What was he? What did he say? Did he reveal know. anything there? Did he reveal? He didn't Revealed. bother mixing the mics down there. Said something about Westlers burgers. Or? Did he Westlers burgers? A little, a little taste well, Mick, of Mickey's got a few. Um, he's been researching Westlers burgers this week. Uh, we sent Mickey to. And this follows on a conversation to the factory. It follows on from sort of conversations we were having about. We don't have to explain Where, what the joke. Up? The injury, it's it an in-joke now. What brought it up? What brought it up? It was actually, um, it was Gareth who... Was um, me insulting g- you again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gareth insinuated oh, that the, I looked look like the type of person yeah. that ate... Uh, a lot of tin food. Yeah, then Gareth actually out with himself as a bit of a uh, tin food connoisseur, and he started talking about wrestlers burgers, and here we are. And here we are. So With a tin to give away. We've got a tin of wrestlers burgers. Signed, Signed by Stephen Elliott. So there you go. What as well as, do we have tickets as well? Yeah, we've got two oh, right, tickets. Okay. Two tickets. It's to not the just the burgers we're giving away. Well, I, I mean, when you see my... Oh, <laughs> looks like dog food. <laughs> uh, yeah, my contributions to this were the winning ones. So. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so like that, is it? So do you, do you want to read your reviews well, first? Yeah, I mean, this, is, um, this review comes from a site called barelyedible.com. <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, the picture does make those burgers look barely so, edible. So here's the first paragraph. As soon as I pierced the can with a can opener a rank meat smell hit my nostrils leading me to blurt out effing Jesus while my partner laughed in the dining room claiming that I may have a second nemesis on my hands after getting the can fully open the smell was so disgusting that if I were not such a diligent food explorer these would have gone in the bin pushing on I drained off the onion gravy from the can in a microwave dish Finally, you can see something solid apart from the congealed fat. Don't, then there's a thought, though, obviously, it doesn't make very good radio. Looking at this lump of matter, I reminded myself <laughs> that a wrestler's state on the can, visa, and mum's choice. Apart from being a sort of liberal that gets slightly annoyed by the <coughs> casual sexism, if a mother was indeed feeding her family with this muck, I would call social services. Well, there you go. I like the way that you said not good radio, that you couldn't show the picture, but it was good radio to read a review 
of tin burgers. Well, has anyone had one before? I would have when I was a kid, surely. Definitely at Hartlepool. When I used to go to Hartlepool home games, definitely. Yeah, they give you tin there. stuff, don't they? Br- oh, Lord, brutal. <laughs> anyway, shall we read some answers? Read the question out. Remind people the question first. Uh, the question was, um, if you could eat a tinned meal yeah. with a Sunderland person, past, present, what would it be and why? And who would it be with? So we've got Elizabeth. Back in the day when we yeah. used to put songs all over, what song would have you selected for this? We used um, to. I don't it's punchier to do that. It is better to be fair. We can't be bothered to do things like this. I can't like really now. think of any tinned meat type. Should we do some sort of comedy foods? What about um, cartoons? Kentucky Fried Chicken and a Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Elizabeth Harvey, who uh, can't win because she lives in New York. I'm not well, saying I mean, there. the cost of out. It probably wouldn't. It probably wouldn't get past the like. What would you rather? Food, <laughs> win food the Westland burgers department. or winning living? Yeah, yeah. Or, but she yeah. says Kevin Ball because he knows how to bring out the best. His stories would distract from the food, and it'd be artichokes apparently for heart matters. Are they Very good nice. for your heart? I don't know. Can't see Bally's an artichoke eater. Like no offense, Bally. Little choice, but to eat them if they are served up. Ross, he is the guest. Ross Farnham Collier says a free bentos pie with Julio. With no explanation, just... The just t- says a wee taste of home for the lad. Is that some kind of South American reference? It might Perhaps. be. It I'm sure be. he followed that up with something about Uruguay. He, I can't be bothered to read But I, I kind of lost the thread a little yeah. bit. Dave, I'm just like helping him out. Dave Modrum says, uh, I would introduce Paolo de Canyona's dietitian to the wonderful wholesomeness of that traditional British favourite, Spam. Maybe get Maureen in the EOL candy to fry him up a couple of fritters. That'd be quite nice. I would add If his palate didn't take the candy to it, I'd have the ketchup on standby. This is one of my favourites. And it, I think it's like the perfect... Don't try and influence us. It's the perfect food <laughs> to to play a combo. Come on, then. Paul Harrison, Paul Butler, Goblin Pudding, why not? Question mark. <laughs> I do quite like that. <laughs> I just, it doesn't matter. You just see him, can't you, sitting down... Troughing half time with steak and kidney pudding. Um... <laughs> Nick Holden says in a post-elliptic, post-apocalyptic, the road Mad Max-esque scenario, I'd share tin peaches with Roy Keane because it's important to keep your vitamins up, and he'd be great to have around as protection from the inevitable marauding gangs of cannibals. It's a fair, fair. point. Um, Tim at John Kay's Tractor says I'd share a nice tin of late '90s spam. Late night, I don't know if to change the recipe. <laughs> I'm uh, not a spam With Peter also. Reed. And we would carve smiley faces and them together, remembering happy times, the good old days at Roker Park promotions, and a hard work team. Right. Wow. <laughs> Justin Richardson says, I'd have a tin of stag chili with burned hass. No I like that. Given. No, the reason is in the, the name. Pun. Yeah, the pun. The pun. Yeah. Oh, but what if you get the hot one, though? You do, it that's doesn't the say the, the hot point. tin. The or it doesn't say the hot tin. No, but you've got to think about chili. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it doesn't say it's inferred. You know I mean? yeah. No, you can't. You, you've ruined that one. Yeah. It was in the pun. Not yeah. in depth enough. Um, <laughs> what? You're just crap. After Dazzle's FTM. Ah, yeah. Free Bentos steak pie with Gareth Hall. The steak pie, hundred percent more entertaining than Gareth Hall probably would be. <laughs> Don't know. Gareth Hall was entertaining in the sense that <laughs> Marty, Marty Moon Moon pie, team, you know? Marty Moon Pie's returned <laughs> finally. He says hopefully he'll be listening to this on the, the plane. Yeah. He will be. Mm. Speaking of Panama, I sent a nice picture there. Ooh. Panama Canal with the Sunderland flag. You can be a guest on Saturday if you want. Can I? Struggling, yeah, yeah. So uh, he <laughs> on said, Saturday. The Westlers. Oh, he yeah. said, "Come on, Craig, on brand." Marty <laughs> says that uh, the Westlers food burgers would do me and Kevin Ball, and would be my human tin opener like Popeye with spinach. I could see Bally opening a tin like mm. 
Yours is the winner, Craig. Nobody said the obvious yet. Peter either a tin of prawns. <laughs> They're not garlic prawns, or so. Oh, well, I was going to add a like tin of garlic or something, yeah. but I couldn't be bothered. And now also you've got your allardyce and the tin of gravy. Yeah, you have. You've to be fair, yours. I have got the best too. Yeah. <laughs> you can't win though. I would love to sit down and eat something Slide. smothered with ketchup with Sean O'Shea and Decanio in the corner. That's from <laughs> Shea. We got any more? I don't really like. Dan Embleton says I don't really like to share my food. <laughs> so I'd go for Milton Nunes as he has already been downsized so it would require very little we'd have tomato soup with crusty rolls mm. Tom Wilcock tinned unicorn meat with Billy Jones it's not real and he's not a real footballer <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee, that's so the word he's out of the game <laughs> Lee, to- Lee Thompson mm. um, yes, Martin Bain tin of Heinz sticky toffee pudding because I think the bloke has been stitched up I would love to hear what he really has to say candlelit tin and all that um, <laughs> Matthew, he can't, Matthew can't win. He just he said he'd share a tin of sardines with Medibo Diakite. We would discuss his blossoming partnership with Valentin Roberge, which was cruelly cut short after we were <laughs> a tin sponge pudding. I did inquire and he said it was a, a treacle pudding and tomato uh, sardines. Which tomato I sauce. think are nice. It's so. rancid when you open a tin of sardines, like it's probably vomiting. Well, just the, the, like. the, the, the little ones with the sauce around. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the burnt ass or the other, the other one that me and Mickey thought was what good. Was the other one? What was that one? It was, unfortunately, my memories, <laughs> short <laughs> memories down the, down the canister. Burnt ass and chilli sauce was one, and um, the other one was uh, the unicorn meat with Billy Jones. Yeah. He's not a real footballer. That was quite good, that like. Burnt ass for punish. Who, who did the unicorn one? Because Tom Gareth Wilcox. didn't Tom get Tom Wilcox it. scores the games anyway, so he doesn't need the tickets. We'll have him as a reserve in case the other lad doesn't okay. come in. And right, that then. one wins because Gareth You've didn't won. get it. Do you know what? I'm yeah, a, Gareth you know, spotted and nearly ruined it Do you know it what it is? You, you know I'm a top punner as well. You were poor there, like. And I've missed I, it. I do feel a little bit ashamed. tired from the week. Tired, struggling. <laughs> So he wasn't, he's not struggling, is he? Hill Pards, he's loving it, isn't he? He's Apparently, like, a, it's he's the, picked, oh, the story it's just great. picked up the phone to Benitez. Bit, he, he met Benitez. He's, <laughs> he's gone to see Pardew and gone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, yes, you know what Alan's offered him that Benitez yeah, can't do? That is the Marbs. kind of... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> bonuses. There's no goal bonus. It's just like Marbs bonus. Uh, yeah. Or maybe it's like, depends... <laughs> Depending on how many goals you score, you get like a different level of holiday. <laughs> like the package increases. But, but it, it would always... have been all tactics and yeah. that, and Pardew was just like, none of that. Yeah, none <laughs> of that. He, he and you, you have to go Pardew. Oh. Let's get it. Yeah, I see. I'm feeling nostalgic for the flat team. And Craig's going to bring it back on his own. Like. Definitely, and we'll we'll get and somebody we'll... in to do the Simon Grayson uh, impression. <laughs> he doesn't want his yeah. identity revealed over that. Do you know what? We need to wrap it up, or otherwise I'm going to have to lock up, and I don't want to do that. Sound quite threatening. He's <laughs> like, gonna have to lock up and it down. We'll be back on back. Thursday to discuss the Ipswich game and also reflect on whoever the hell it is Chris Coleman's gonna bring in before the window. And the three points of Birmingham. Slam shut. Akin Fenwell <laughs> in. Birmingham win. That'll be I all love Akin Fenwell, like, just bring him, bring him in. Get him in. <laughs> Get him. Get Kevin Francis back. He's probably about 40. Eight now, Coisty. He's probably as good as he was. Goal scoring, three and in front of door. Right, Howie. Thanks for listening.
Oh, it doesn't... You know what it is? The bloody touchscreen's broken. Wise Men Say, Sun FM Preview Show, with Stephen Goldsmith and Gareth Barker. All things Sunderland.